In love he predestined us for adoption as sons through Jesus Christ, according to the purpose of his will, to the praise of his glorious grace, with which he has blessed us in the beloved. Ephesians chapter 1, verses 5 and 6. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Please be seated. Um, this morning is one of those Sundays where it might be useful to follow along on the page of Scripture, because I want to really um, dig in phrase by phrase to these verses that I just read. So it's Ephesians uh, chapter 1. I can even tell you the page number of the Pew Bible is 976. <clears throat> It strikes me that we um, are captivated by stories of orphans. Uh, think about it. Think how many sort of beloved stories the protagonist is an orphan. Oliver Twist, Huck Finn, Snow White, Little Orphan Annie, Jane Eyre, Harry Potter. Um, I actually looked, like, how many orphans are there in literature? And you find all these big lists uh, online. There's a ton. We are uh, instantly drawn in to the story of an orphan, right? We kind of find ourselves rooting for them existentially. Like, yeah, come on, you can make it. I think the, our interest in literary orphans is perhaps especially high in sort of this moment we find ourselves in human history where there's so much uprootedness and um, lostness. But these stories go very deep back into ancient history, even if you remember back to like literature classes in college, even the old stories like um, Oedipus and those, they were orphans. As humans, we are captivated by the picture of an orphan. And I, I think that part of the reason is because we resonate with this idea that these cruelties of the world that we're raised in, this can't be from our true, our, our true home, right? This can't, we can't be being raised by, um, this can't be our true father or mother that would present this difficult life that we find ourselves thrown into. We must have been taken hostage by a cruel foster parent. Indeed, this is the very story the scriptures reveal to be the case. That Satan and his dominion of darkness, as a result of our sin, have actually become our taskmasters. Right? He is still called the prince of the air, prince of this world. And by nature, so apart from our life in Christ, by nature, just who we are as we come out of the womb, we are by nature spiritual orphans orphaned from our true home and from our true father. That's our native state, lost, alone, and fatherless. And I think that's why we resonate. Something deep in us recognizes that in these orphan stories that we cherish. Lost in the world, subject to bullies and threats, powerless to control our ultimate destiny, all the woes of a typical orphan of literature. But then comes this message across the centuries, this letter that God wrote through the pen of St. Paul, uh, the letter to the Ephesians. We hear, so this letter itself is 2,000 years old, and it speaks about an era even earlier, right? It says, before the foundation of the world, so God tells each of us this message, before the world was formed, before matter itself existed, God, seeing the end of history from the beginning, seeing the whole thing, determined to rescue you, and to rescue me, to rescue us, to rescue us from the oppressive orphan's life that we would be living otherwise. That's what it says in the scripture. He predestined us for adoption. Adoption is what you do to orphans, right? He predestined us for adoption. And why? Because he loves us. I love how, if you look just before verse 5, it says, it's kind of the tail end of verse 4, in love he predestined us 
for adoption as sons in love. What this means is that before we became self-aware at all, let alone becoming self-aware of our lostness and of our sins, well before that, before we were even born, God already planned to rescue you. And there should be comfort in that. Right? There's something about adoption um, that communicates this total commitment of love and this choice. I choose you. God has chosen us, chosen to bring us into his family. And he accomplishes the adoption through Jesus Christ. And um, uh, St. Paul, God speaking through St. Paul, um, takes pains to point out, underscore, multiple junctures. This was a pure grace, undeserved by us. As it says, it was executed according to his perfect will. And the grace of it, just the sheer lavish gift of it, is called glorious, by his glorious grace. And his grace comes to us not just by a fiat from heaven, as wonderful as that would be, but it's actually more personal and more profound. When we say that we are rescued from orphanhood through Jesus, the reason for that is because we are now in Jesus. You probably, you're probably stuck out in your ears we heard the epistle, that phrase, in him, in Christ, in the beloved. Um, positionally, it's in that positional sense, it's used eight times in just those 14 verses. And the mystery revealed at the end of verse 6, he has blessed us, God has blessed us, in the beloved. He's blessed us in the beloved. The beloved is, of course, Jesus, right? And we know that from the gospel stories when Jesus, in these epiphany moments, his baptism and the transfiguration, the voice from heaven says, this is my beloved son, right? This is my beloved son. And we who put our faith in him, our faith in his death on the cross, we who've been baptized into that death, we are now in him. And I think um, this language should sink in at the deepest level. That so often when we, when we talk about Lord, the Lord Jesus in heaven, we talk about like our regard for him like as a separate entity. And of course, he is a separate entity. He's up in heaven. And the Bible speaks of Christ that way, but it also speaks of us as being in him, in heaven. That's how the letter could begin. We've been blessed in the heavenly places because we are in him and he is in heaven. And this in is as literal as you could take it. Um, I have sort of two, I was trying to think through like how, how to picture the, the weight of this word, this phrase in him. Two uh, word pictures. The first is um, Psalm 1 compares our soul to like a tree. And so if you think about being in Christ, it's like we were planted a dying tree in dead soil, and Christ has plucked us up and planted us in himself. Right? And, and then being planted in good soil, the tree can now flourish. That's, what it mean, that's like what it would be, what we're saying when we say that we are in Christ. Another word picture is uh, the way I kind of think about this phrase in him is, you know those um, Russian Matroshka dolls where there's like a doll inside a doll? Um, I think that's not a bad picture for the gospel, that we are in Christ. We're in him. We're actually within his body. And so when God the Father embraces God the Son, as he always does and has from all eternity, we are in him, so he's embracing us too. right? We're, and, and even in Colossians it says our life is hidden with Christ in God, right? The way even a doll, a Matroshka doll is hidden. The Russians are such a devout people. I wonder if there wasn't even some theology in their making of those things. Um, and it's not like we're hidden, like we somehow like got away with it. Like, oh, we just snuck into Christ, right? It was God the Father's will. That's what I think, again, gets underscored in this passage we just heard. God wanted to pull us off of the spiritual streets and place us 
within his son, clothed in his son's righteousness. We are therefore sons in the son. It's one of my favorite sort of distilled phrases of the gospel. Sons in the son. We've received adoption and we are now in Jesus the son. Lastly, just to mention that as as St. Paul does, how expensive this adoption was. The average cost of adoption in this country is between twenty and $40,000, depending on where you live. That's a pretty tidy sum, but for a parent to invest that in the legal process, which clearly communicates a great commitment and love, right, to the adopted child. The cost of our adoption is named in verse 7. Because our spiritual debts needed paying, the price was the blood of the beloved. The price of our adoption was the blood of of the beloved. If you look at verse 7, in him, there's that phrase again, we have redemption through his blood. That's how we've been adopted into his family, his shed blood for us on the cross. The lifeblood of God's only begotten son, which he willingly paid so that we could be a part of God's family. What love. What love. What grace. What glorious grace how much we've been blessed in the beloved. I hope that that phrase just rings in your ear through the duration of the week. In the beloved. You are in the beloved. Amen.